ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABC's of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series, Greek, episode by episode. And today we're so excited to be back reviewing episode 14. And we wanted to thank Senta, who came on to our last podcast episode for a great interview. So make sure to check that episode out beforehand if you haven't already. And we wanted to shout out another one of our five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, CMNC965. Thank you so much. And also we wanted to give a special shout out to everybody who has found us via TikTok. We love our TikTok community and we think you guys are so fun. So Thank you for engaging. Tell your friends. <laughs> yes, send our videos around. Make us go viral. Yeah, Thomas is starting some controversy on TikTok, so be sure to check it out. We oh, want, yeah. <laughs> we, we want you guys engaged and enraged, please. <laughs> so this is episode 14 from season one. It's War and Peace, and it aired April 14th, 2008. The IMDb summary is Cappy and Evan's rivalry becomes a series of pranks between Capitao and Omega Kai. Rusty's attempt at peacemaking leads to trouble between him and Calvin. So the episode was directed by Norman Buckley, who also worked on Pretty Little Liars, Gossip Girl, and The OC, which I think is interesting because all those shows are like have similar undertones. Yeah, and to he's, Greek. he's Betty Buckley's brother. Right, that's what Senta told us. Yes. There are so many nuggets of the Senta interview in this episode, and so that episode was written by Patrick Sean Smith and Jonathan Abrams. Um, who also worked on Mad Men. This episode starts when Rusty is walking across the campus of CRU and he's his nose is in a book and that book is Animal Farm. <laughs> and Calvin finds him and they have just like a very awkward exchange. Like there's clearly still some tension from Calvin deciding to go back to Omega Chi. But the guys kind of agree that they both got carried away with the whole thing. Like Rusty acknowledges that he was kind of using Calvin to get back at Evan and Calvin, you know, apologizes for like not going uh, KT, but said that Omega Kai was really just the right choice for him. And he also says Rusty should feel embarrassed for using him yeah. to get back at Evan, which he should. He and should. I don't feel Rusty ever feels enough shame or embarrassment. No. No. Yeah, for the amount of things that he does, it's it's never the appropriate amount of shame. Yeah. Also, is Animal Farm a college level book? No, I feel like it's, it's high school. Very eleventh, tenth, eleventh grade. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I read it sophomore year. And he also like it. He is reading this book the entire episode, I, and I read it in a sitting. I was just gonna say, please. I wrote in the notes. He is reading this until this is days have spanned. The book is a hundred pages. It's it's a so pamphlet. Thin. I think it. Probably was originally a pamphlet. It's almost a novella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the pearl or something. It's so short. So anyway, as they're talking, both of them get like a text, and it's clearly from Omega Chi and from Capital telling them that they have some kind of like pledge thing that they have to go to. So they go their separate ways. And then um, at ZBZ, Ashley is trying on all these different clothes, and Casey is trying to help her cover up. She has this shirt on, and she's like... Um, you know, is this appropriate? And Casey's like, think more like your grandma gave it to you. And she's like, my grandma did give me this shirt. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Like, 
What kind of grandmother gets their, like, granddaughter, like, a corset? I will tell you, because one time my grandma bought me pajamas from Victoria's Secret, but she couldn't see, so she didn't read the back. And it was when, like, everything had, like, a graphic slogan that made no sense. And the back of these pajamas said, you want to make out? Oh, my God. And she read it as one word. Like, she, she's like, oh, wait, that was just gibberish. Like, she had no... In her defense, there was barely any spacing. It was like, that. you wanna... Yeah. It, she was like, I just, like, thought it was literally gibberish. And I was like, no. And they were really comfortable. I kept them for years, so... <laughs> so, anyway, they're trying to, like... They're kind of just getting frustrated with, like, Lizzie. Like, Ashley's venting to Casey. She's like, I can't keep doing this, you know? <laughs> Lizzie makes them all go to bed at 10, which Ashley says makes her wake up at 4 <laughs> That's real. I feel like that happens to me sometimes. Really? Like, going to bed too early, and then, like, I wake up at, like, 4 or 5, just, like, ready to start the day. I guess that is the purpose of going to sleep early. <laughs> so, yeah, so Ashley's still complaining, but then the girls walk downstairs, because Lizzie makes them all come into, like, the foyer of the ZBZ house, and she tells everyone that she's arranged a mixer. And the girls are just, like, so excited. They're so ready to have, like, a social life again. A big reward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they walk outside, and it's this very sad, shy group of guys that we learn are the sci-fi pies the pps are are you allowed to say dorks in 2022 yeah they're 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 a lame looking bunch they're a lame looking bunch so the the sign says something about like what it has something in like then uh, Ashley says to Casey, she reads it out loud, and and then Casey's like, I think the P is silent. And Ashley says, like, the screaming in my head. But I don't remember what the sign is. <laughs> I don't said. remember what the word is, but it's something where P shouldn't be. Right. Like, they were using the fact that there are the phi, psi, pies, like, as a joke in the sign. I think it, it was stoked, maybe? Like, oh, yes. I think <laughs> it was stoked, and she read it as stoked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Casey says, the, the P is silent. She says, like, the screaming in my head. <laughs> So then we see the KTs in chapter, and Cappy is kind of railing against the Omega Kais because in the last episode, if you guys remember, Evan turned Cappy into Officer Huck for stealing the, or, or for the, the great Cappy party. And that's when Cappy stole the golf cart and got all these community service hours. So they're ready for their revenge on the Omega Kais. And that's when Beaver unveils this stolen group photo of the Omega Kai's, and Cappy kind of has all of the guys deface it. And in this time, and throughout this episode, he is shoving wads of big chew into his mouth, which there's never really any, like, come back to that. I think it's just, I think like, it's maybe supposed to be, like, people in the war chewing tobacco. I think so. It was, yeah. a, it was, it was a choice. So he's just like shoveling Big Chew in his mouth and he says that they're not going to be returning it to the Omega Chi house to face. They're going to wait for the Omega Chi's to come there and get it. So then on the ZBZ lawn, the PPPs are putting up their banner and Lizzie is helping them straighten it out. And Casey tells Ashley that she needs Ashley as social chair to convince the social chair of the sci-fi pies to back out of the mixer because they can't cancel it but they need those guys too because they don't want to go through with it back at the kt house again we jump a lot in this episode Mm -hmm. um back at the kt house again they're like preparing for battle at their house cappy is still hitting the big chew um rusty is getting like really frustrated waiting for the omega kai's 
the doorbell rings and Beaver is like, oh, I ordered a pizza because all of the guys are like, they wouldn't ring the doorbell. Cappy sends Rusty to answer the door. He opens it and it's Calvin. And you're just like, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, but also before Rusty says, what if it's the Omega Kai's? <laughs> and Cappy says, then tip them poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's good. Uh, yeah, so he opens the door. He sees Calvin. And, like, I don't know why Rusty doesn't immediately realize what's about to happen, but it takes him a minute. And Calvin says, like, I'm sorry, Rusty, and pelts him with, I guess it was, like, fish oil filled balloon yeah like hot sauce or something hot sauce and fish, fish oil. oil Ooh, that sounds like disgusting so rancid um omega-3 fatty ass <laughs> oh my god right so that begins this omega chi invasion which is a very fun like weird slow-mo scene where all the guys are fighting with these water guns filled with uh, like disgusting substances they're pelting one another. They're going back and forth. You see kind of Calvin and Rusty come to a head, but then someone hits Calvin and they don't end up fighting. And then Evan and the Omega Chi storm the chapter room of the KT house and they take back the photo. But one of the defenses of the KTs is <laughs> releasing a ton of marbles on the floor. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Which is so cartoon. And, uh, and same with Evan spraying the guys with... Um, a fire extinguisher. extinguisher. <laughs> yeah. I've always, this is going to sound so weird, I've always wanted to like set off a fire extinguisher. Yeah. I have, one, I have one under my sink. You want to do it? So then, the, yeah, the Omega Kais get away, and as they leave, Beaver's Pizza arrives. I'm doing this very silly scene. So at ZBZ, Casey sits down with Lizzie at the breakfast table. And she's really laying it on thick. She's sucking up to Lizzie. Lizzie makes a reference about like the ZBZ kittens, you know, because we now know that she's obsessed with cats. Mm -hmm. And I did catch, Senta had said that like uh, Lizzie has a cat on her in every scene and she had a little cat necklace in this one. And so she's saying that really she's the one that gets to decide when ZBZ is ready to be on their own because she's like you know I it's it's basically her choice and she says there's really only one thing that's standing in the way and that's when she tells Casey they're gonna go on like a road trip so her and Casey (laughs) walk into this like adult art class and Casey is just like so jarred to see her immediately um and she Lizzie refers to Franny as their lost ZBZ sister. And the implication at first is that she's a patient. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Casey's like, oh, this makes sense. But then they all sit down together, and Lizzie says that, like, Franny reached out to her right away and that she wanted to make things right. And she's wearing a volunteer badge. Lizzie says that Franny has basically, like, logged all of these philanthropy hours during her time, like, off from ZBZ. Because I guess she wasn't kicked out. She was suspended which is interesting. So she has done like double the amount of hours that ZBZ needs and Lizzie is really pushing Casey and you can just tell that Casey is not buying this, like whether it's an act or whether Franny has really changed, Casey doesn't think so. So Lizzie says that forgiveness is the supreme act of sisterhood and she sa- she urges Casey to heal ZBZ's most painful internal wound. And I really do feel like this comes back to what we were talking with Senta about last week is like, 
Lizzie really believes in that sorority and like really believes that ZBZ, like all the good things they say, like she she truly thinks that's like real. Honestly, it's kind of refreshing because it's like she really is in it for the sisterhood. Exactly. Like she deeply believes in like a familial bond with Mm -hmm. these women. And I think that's nice. It's manifested in a strange outlet. Quirky way, but it is sweet. Yeah. And good for Franny, like helping people paint. Right. Very sweet. I would be terrified of her if she was my painting instructor, (laughs) but yes. (laughs) Yeah, and then we're outside and Ashley approaches the sci-fi pie social chair who's like this blonde guy like he has a very he reminded me of like a disney channel actor i know it's not the same actor he looked like the kid from sunny with a chance yes that's Mm -hmm. who i was thinking they pushed that kid on us so hard in like 2012 like he was in everything sterling Sterling. i think it was sterling knight (laughs) sterling knight yeah i thought it was sterling knight no way that is his real name that has to be a stage yeah he looks like a mix between sterling knight and the love interest from Stuck in the Suburbs. Or Wait, not Stuck in the Suburbs. Sorry, read it and weep. Oh, read it and <laughs> Another weep. Another Baker original. Wait, I don't remember who was in Read It and Weep. I don't like, remember. I just remember there was a guy either. in a band, or maybe it was her brother. I don't know, but this guy was giving major, like, early 2000s. Read it and weep. Yeah, he, well, it's the hair. He had that, like, flippy it's the hair. hair. Yeah, and he's honestly, he's kind of cute. Like, Okay, that's a stretch. I mean, maybe a hot take, but I think maybe on first glance, he's kind of cute. Well, Ashley first approaches some other guy who has, like, glasses and is reading, and then this guy is like, we don't all look the same. Oh, yeah, because she's like, oh, you're Jason. Right. And he, I guess he's referring to, like, nerds? Like, he's like, we don't all look the same or something. Yeah. He's immediately edgy. Right. No, I, I, I... that guy wasn't, I don't think, a, a PPP. <laughs> but he's immediately, Jason is immediately edgy right out of the gate. Like, he's yeah. just, like, comes in hot, like, looking for a fight. And then doesn't he call Ashley smart in this scene? And she's kind of taken aback by that? Well, not really. Like, he's he knows right away, he's like, oh, you're going to ask us to back out of the mixer. Mm. And he's like, it's what any smart social chair would do. So he's not, like... Not it's really not really a compliment. But she's like, are you saying I'm smart? Like, it was really strange. I think we kind of get into more of what her... Right. We get into more of why she's feeling this way. Her psyche. Bit. Yeah, because her psyche. At first, it's like, spark? Yeah. Uh, spark question mark? Because I was he, questioning that, yeah. Well, they kind of go back and forth. Ashley's clearly... Re- like, how I would receive that, and like anyone else, I feel like, would be like, you're insulting me. She's receiving it in a very strange way. And then he basically asks her out he's like let's go get coffee yeah so she's she walks away they kind of exit the scene together we're not really sure what's going to happen and then we're back at Capitao everyone smells like fish they're all like kind of recovering from as if that house could smell any worse I know I was just imagining because even the first time Rusty gets Mm -hmm. pelted he's like it smells like that's his his reaction yeah and Cappy's really like full throttle like we have to have a counter attack you know beaver and wade are planning it but a lot of the guys are kind of feeling downtrodden they're like you know that doesn't seem to be a good idea considering how the last one went right and rusty is once again on his animal farm high horse and he's like are we not just you know animals like under the regime of some powerful leader like you know, we, he's trying to basically use Animal Farm to encourage the brothers not to fight. Well, and he says to Cappy, like, if we if we 
fight back. They'll just do something else and retaliate, and it's just never going to end. Yeah, and Cappy is, like, horrified that Rusty doesn't see the point. Right. Yeah, Cappy's very much like, no, like, I'm the leader, and, you know, we need to stand up to the Omega Kais um, in a very, like, you know, I we're going to do this. He's, he's not taking Rusty's um, advice here. That's when we're back at ZBZ, and Franny's kind of on her apology tour. I think um, Ashley, I don't really, like, understand this reference. She's, like, she's doing a whole, like, thank you, India, Alanis Morissette thing. Yeah, I don't know. I know there's, like, an Alanis Morissette song that's, like, thank you, right? <laughs> I'm not, uh. I don't, I don't have a deep knowledge of, of, uh. Alanis's catalog, so I can't really say. <laughs> but, but we know that Ash loves Alanis, right. so she would have all the niche references. Yeah, because they mention like Franny's hair kind of looks like Alanis Morissette. Uh, um, at this part, which, but really going back to her apology rounds, like she's talking to this one girl and she's like, "I'm sorry, I called you stout." <laughs> and then, oh my god, the insults she's bringing up are hilarious. Yeah. She goes up to the girl who was in 90210. I forget her. I think her character's name is like Mandy or something. I'm probably making that up. Mandy or Amber. I don't it's I think something. you're right. I think it might be, it might be Mandy. And she says, I'm sorry. I said your boyfriend was gay. And Mandy's like, you didn't say that. And she's like, but I thought it. And I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry that I thought it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's basically apologizing for her thoughts, which she shouldn't do because... We are not our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. Franny is... Franny can... As we can see in the next episode, which I can't wait to talk about, Franny can just truly tear anyone down. She can rip you to shreds. She really can. She's having a strong back half of the season, I gotta Mm -hmm. say. She came back with a vengeance. Casey and Ashley are talking to Mandy. They're kind of explaining, like, what's going to happen, like, what they're going to need to do in order to get Lizzie to leave. Right. And they're trying to convince... I think Mandy's trying to convince them that they should do the ceremony. Well, Mandy is just like, is it true that if Franny comes back, Lizzie will leave? And Casey is like, sure, yes, but like we need to think about what she did to this chapter. Yes. Like, Casey's really like, kind of like trying to remind people like how bad it was with Franny. And Mandy is like, okay, but Lizzie's going to leave then, right? Yes, and in that moment, Lizzie kind of, like, comes running down the stairs with a big newspaper ad that shows the bye-side pies, or whatever. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. No, they, that's right, yeah. They, like, are doing a big advertisement for the mixer, and then Casey looks at Ashley, and she's like, wait, I thought, you know, I thought you were going to cancel it. Mm-hmm. And Ashley's like, well, we ended up getting coffee, and now it's back on. And she says, she's like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just feel like there's something about this guy. I feel like I've known him forever. It's a very key. Yeah. <laughs> she says it's creepy, but at the same time, disturbingly hot. <laughs> also, I love how much of a character the school newspaper is on CRU's campus. I know. No school newspaper has ever been read as much as the CRU newspaper. I mean, I suppose it was pre-Twitter, pre-Facebook announcements. So fair. And yeah. it seems like it has, like, hot gossip in it, so, like, I would read it, too. Truly. I yeah. felt like my college newspaper was literally Facebook. Because I felt like I got all of my news in college from Facebook. Yeah. Right. Like right. digitized on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I remember there was, like, some sort of group. It was... I do, Did your college ever do, like, you know, anonymous where you could, like, 
No. There was, we, I remember there was, like, a group on Facebook where you could, like, people would do, like, funny jokes. Like, I think, I think eventually it got shut down because I think people <laughs> took it too far, but. As per usual. Yeah, it was, like, campus confidential vibes. We had, like, Yik Yak, which I feel like wasn't widely used. It was just, like, random things. I remember that, too. And then, For, like, one year, though, I checked it a lot. I checked it a lot, yeah. It was kind of fun. It was, I feel like it wasn't even a year. It was, like, six months. Yeah. It yeah. was, like, a semester and a half. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think you're right. Facebook was big when they started college. Totally. And then we have a little Casey Rusty scene where Rusty's on a bench. He's reading Animal Farm still. This guy cannot get through this book. (laughs) I know. For such a brilliant polymer scientist. My man's got to get some hooked on phonics. Yeah, maybe he maybe he was more of a um, a stem. Like a step. What is it? Is that left brain? Yeah, he's left brain. Did you guys ever? What was the book? Did you guys ever read it? It was like all about the different, the right brain, left brain. I Apparently, that's not a real thing. I think it is. Yeah, Daniel Pink was the author. I remember in freshman year we did a Zoom with Daniel Pink and he explained the difference. But Rusty's showing his left brain. You have lived a thousand lives. (laughs) Yeah. So um, Rusty's explaining to Casey, you know, this is also kind of one of those things where they're having like a parallel conversation. Casey is coming to him about the Franny situation and Rusty is talking about the Capitao Omega Pi feud and sort of how, like, is it really worth the the strife and the fight, like, to keep right. that up? Well, because Casey is like, Lizzie is forcing me into mediation with Franny and Rusty says, oh, like, mediation was a good idea. Yeah, and he's, like, thinking that might be a good idea for for his own issues. But then we're at the mediation scene, and uh, Lizzie has a gavel. (laughs) But basically, they're there. It feels very, like, it almost feels very, like, couples therapy-esque. It's kind of like court TV. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, or, like, almost like they're getting a divorce, and they're, like, meeting with a lawyer or something. Yeah, it is, like, divorce mediation, for (laughs) sure. Yeah, and so they have to air their grievances, but they're only allowed to use statements that start with, I feel. You know, Casey gives a grievance, and it's actually, like, a pretty well-spoken grievance. I think she kind of says something along the lines of, you know, Franny put our sorority in a really, like, dangerous position. And, like, wasn't really thinking in sort of, like, the the benefit of the group. And then... And the financial stuff, too. Totally. He almost bankrupted them. And then I think Franny responds and she's like, I feel that I have no grievances towards Casey. (laughs) Casey scoffs and Lizzie's like, what was that? And then she's like, I hiccuped or something. And then basically she, Casey kind of gets heated in this moment and is like, this isn't real. Like she's doing something. It's an act, you know, and Franny, Franny stays very calm and collected. And she's like, I can't change the past, but you know, I'll do what I can to redeem myself and Casey just storms away. She's like, I do not accept this. This is not real. Like, she's up to something. She's mm-hmm. manipulating me. And Lizzie kind of just looks at her like, you know, she doesn't know what to do. But basically, um, so Casey's in her room, kind of like, she stormed off. And Franny comes in. A classic Cartwright storm off. Yes. Yes, one of many we see throughout even season one already. That house with them growing up must have just been... Oh my god, their poor parents. A stage. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I'm surprised neither of them chose a career in the theater. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Casey's in a room, Franny comes in, and Casey, like, turns around, and she's like, 
ugh, it's you again. Like, it's very dramatic. Like, it's like, of yeah. course it's her. She's like, she can't stay composed. Yeah, she's like, Granny's like, I want to speak privately with you. You know, I'm really trying. Casey's just like, you know, this is really your just new way of getting into my mind and, like, manipulating everyone. And... Casey is really, you know, attacking her. She finally, like, is saying everything that we've talked about. She's like, you convinced me to stay with Evan when he cheated on me. Then you broke us up when it wasn't, like, advantageous for you anymore. Like, she's listing all the things that basically, like, Franny did. And I feel like Casey post-Franny, like, when Franny... Because even when Franny got the boot, Casey was still kind of defending her. But it wasn't until Franny was, like, out, and I think Casey took over as president and saw, like, all the financial stuff and really like reflected that she realized how messed up Franny was and like all the things that she had done so now she's finally like saying like everything that we've talked about when she was still you know calling her poodle (laughs) totally and Franny even says you know she kind of defends herself she's like you know I got my sister out of trouble when she was hazing a uh, freshman like yeah. she starts to kind of air all the things she did for Casey but that was all be- reactions to Franny's actions <laughs> yeah it was kind of all starting with Franny the only thing that I think she said that was valid was Casey going behind her back to Tegan yeah that is true she kind of ends it there with saying like and then you went behind my back and like threw me under the bus and I think Casey kind of argues that too yeah, she was like, I was just trying to save the sorority, but like that was kind of messed up. Yeah, the scene <laughs> ends. The scene ends a bit unresolved. Um, and this is another scene where they film Casey in soft focus. <laughs> she is. <laughs> they in keep soft filming focus. her in soft focus, like at the mixer, like the don't ask, don't tell mixer. Why do you think they did that. I think they're trying. They She's like angelic. are doing it to yeah, make her look angelic. Like literally, like they oh. film her in such soft focus. I noticed that, like her face is kind of. Blurry. Blurry. Yeah. It's like the new season of the Kardashians. They put yeah. face filters on them. I <laughs> do? Oh my god, yeah. You can I see them watch. like when there's really dark like lighting, you can see the face. I've noticed that. Are you serious? Yeah, it's bonkers. And oh they'll move god. really fast and you'll see like half their face. Yeah, it's I'm curious. Sad. When we interview Spencer, we'll have to ask her about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or even like the director. Like I feel like that's True. something they would probably know. Yeah. I'm sure it was a conscious <laughs> choice. Yes. It Not must that have we have been. any of these scheduled. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That, as far as you guys know. So now we have Rusty approaching the Omega Chi house to go propose peace to help his friendship with Calvin. And Evan says like they should give him a chance to speak because all the Omega Chi's are kind of like rowdy about him being there. Because he also does come in with such weird energy. He comes into every situation where it's like, oh, relax. He's just so intense right away. And Calvin is like, don't go in there. Like, Please don't do this. It's too soon after this whole incident. Like, but Rusty no knows best. <laughs> right. Of course. Rusty always knows best. Yeah. And he also, I love how in every Omega Chi scene, there's like a new Omega Chi who speaks. <laughs> like, like <laughs> someone we've never seen before. They're always named like Trevor, Tanner, Trent. <laughs> T-names. Yeah. They really don't flush out the Omega Chi characters as much as they do the KT's <laughs> Blaringly obvious. But Rusty launches into a trademark Cartwright speech, asks why they're enemies, and he says that they're in a war between two or three people that's involving everyone, which is like, I'm not even totally sure what he's alluding to there. I <laughs> like, guess. Kathy and Evan for sure, but also, like, there's definitely tension yeah. with every, everybody who's not a top-billed cast member. And 
he says he is proposing an alliance between the, quote, two best frats on campus, which I would like to pause and say, are we saying KT is I don't think so. a top two on CRU? I really don't think so. I don't think so The way all. that the women on that campus react to them, I'm going to have to go with no. It's a huge stretch. <laughs> they're, they're one incident away from being kicked off campus. And, but Rusty thinks they're number one. They're number one in Rusty's heart, which makes it the truth. Right. As we've learned. Right. And then the Omega Kaios jump Rusty and put a bag over his head. And they end up duct taping him to the wall in the courtyard. Um, which seems like it would be worse for Greek life when they were like trying to oust KT for having alcohol. Well, I guess like you hear uh, Evan being like like, when Officer Huck approaches Cat Felix, saying, like, he won't tell on us. Like, he he's too proud. Like, he wants to go oh, back true. at us. So I think Evan just banking on knowing Cappy and, like, oh, knowing yeah. what his reaction would be. I do, at this point, need to point out, um, like, a horrifying 5 o'clock shadow happening on Evan's face. Oh, really? It's really strange, but, spoiler alert, I think it might be in preparation for the next episode. Oh, you Perhaps they have already... Oh. Yeah, no, there was, like, weird facial hair. Interesting. Interesting. I think you're right. Because and they have a flashback in the next episode where he has horrific facial hair. Yeah. So maybe wow. they had to have him start growing it. Oh my god, I thought the facial hair in the next episode was fake. I did too. But oh. it might have been real. Because why would they ever show Evan in this episode not, like, clean-shaven? Yeah, unless right. they're, like, alluding to him, like, having a rough day. Oh my god, which I, need they re-watch. I need to re-watch this scene, because I wonder if it was one of the last scenes they filmed. Yeah, I think it probably was. And then maybe we started next up with the flashbacks. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Calvin is feeling bad about what they did to Rusty, but also, like, he did warn him. He mm-hmm. said, don't do it. So now Casey is going to meet this Jason character. And they immediately don't vibe. Like, right off the bat. And he's giving a speech about how stupid Greek life is. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Wait, but he's in Greek life. I know. He's like, I don't know why you guys take this so seriously. It's not that serious. Like, Yeah, the Pi Sci-Fi's are in a different league. So they think. And she says, like, oh, you must know my brother because he's in engineering. And he's like, I kind of know Rusty. Yeah, that was so He goes, I know of him. Yeah, he's like, he's a polymer science engineer. Like, that's way different than what I'm doing. He's astrophysics. Yeah. Which is more elite. Oh, my God, of course. Then um, Casey is saying, like, she feels like she has met this person before. And then Jason calls Casey... Carrie instead of Casey and says he's so bad with names and it's an immediate click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know who this too. is. Yeah. And Ash comes back and um, she says that she feels like she's known him for the past seven years. She says, Jason is Travis in a dork suit. So I guess you can say dork. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're a great indicator. <laughs> oh. True. Yeah. No, that is so interesting. But I, I couldn't put that together, actually, right away. Really? I thought that maybe they actually just knew each other from the past, because I think in my mind, I was maybe thinking, okay, Ashley has, like, a type of guy mm. she's into, but I I really thought that Casey might have known him from somewhere. 
No, I feel like I knew, like, well, I also watched it more recently, but when she, when he says, Carrie, sorry, I'm, I'm really bad with names. It was like, oh, What did Travis no. call Casey? A variety of things. I don't know. And we call Travis Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> many times. And Brandon is similar to Travis, who's also similar to Jason. Yeah. I still don't know if it's Heath or Keith. <laughs> <laughs> it's Heath. Like okay. the bar. Libby. Like the bar. <laughs> Great. And she says the name forgetting, the fetching of the drinks that Ashley doesn't drink because remember Travis mm-hmm. wanted her to get like Merlot or something <laughs> at dollars. And she says she's daytime talk show materials material and wonders what's wrong with her. Like Ashley's appalled at her own behavior. But I'm glad she catches it. I'm so she's glad stopping she herself and she's like, Oh my god, this is really embarrassing. Yeah. And she says, like, it's time to end this pattern. So they go to confront him at the urinal. And she says, <laughs> I am smart and I'm hot and no one I spend time with is going to disrespect me or my friends ever. <laughs> I feel like... So strong. I feel like she's... I don't know how her and Travis's breakup, because it kind of happened, like, over the phone, remember? Because mm-hmm. it was, like, when she liked Calvin. I feel like she's <laughs> saying everything to whatever his name is. I don't even want to remember it because he doesn't remember anyone else's. Jason. <laughs> Jason. I feel like she's saying everything to Jason that she wanted to say to Travis. Totally. Yes. Like, it's definitely projecting, and he's kind of like, whoa. He's so taken He's taken aback. aback, for sure. He's also peeing. So. Yes. <laughs> and she is demanding that he cancel the mixer, and then she threatens to tell everyone that he has a small dick <laughs> if he doesn't. Ethically yep. questionable. So now Calvin walks again into Rusty's room, who is still reading Animal Farm. Um, I really hope for his sake it's a reread. But it's not. It's not. We know it's not. I know. And Rusty's mad at Calvin for letting him go into the house. And he says, like, he didn't do anything to stop it. Which also, like, he said don't go in. I don't know what else you want. Mm -hmm. And Calvin is kind of like, Okay, this was a prank. Get over it. You went into the line of fire. You know what this is. And Rusty asked him to leave so he can study after that. When Calvin's kind of trying to be lighthearted about it. Because what else is he supposed to do? Back at the ZBZ house, Lizzie is planning out the way she's going to decorate her room for the rest of the year since she thinks Casey is going to be the one vote that's going to stop Franny from joining back into ZBZ. She's on Ikea.com. Yeah, she's on Ikea. <laughs> and Casey approaches her and is basically like begging for an alternative plan to get her to leave the house. She's saying, please, like, what else can we do? And Lizzie hands her this ZBZ Bible and she is insisting she read it. And Casey says, I already read that. And she says, give it a second read. You might find something that you didn't see before. Um, it's very, like, it, it's giving, like, mystical energy. Mm-hmm. It is. The book has, like, it almost feels like the book is going to come to life. Yes. Kind of like, um, Debbie Reynolds' book in <laughs> <laughs> Halloween Town. Yes, the Halloween Town oh, book. Oh, the bag. Oh, I'm getting the book. Oh, my God. I think you're thinking Ellen Enchanted. Yes, <laughs> Ella Enchanted. Well, then, yeah, Hocus Pocus, Ella Enchanted, and, <laughs> and Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> and Debbie Reynolds all had like objects that came to life. But Hocus Pocus, there is a book. Yeah, the book. Ooh. Lizzie does kind of have like a witchy vibe in like a good way. She's kind of like yes. the good witch. What's well, the Mary Poppins vibe? I would love a Lizzie spinoff. Oh, 
Absolutely, she could carry it. It's just it. her no going to different chapters. Oh my god, actually, on the road. love Lizzie on the road. Lizzie yes. on the road. Oh, we should have pitched that to Femtel last week. It's there's still time. Show that back. Been, we'll that would have been a great like web series. Absolutely. Yeah, or a reality <laughs> show, or like it's like a mockumentary where it's like yes, mockumentary. <laughs> oh my god, The Office is shaking. Yes. <laughs> Rusty now is approaching Cappy about a counterattack idea. He's, like, very clearly embittered by the whole duct tape sitch. What was... Did he have an idea, or was he just approaching him? No, I think he had an idea, because that's when we, like, we see it in the next, like, couple scenes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. He's inspired. He doesn't say it. He just is inspired by by recent literature. Oh, my God. It's too much. (laughs) This is giving intense, like, guy who just read Capture in the Rye and is now making it his entire personality in high school. Like, like, Brad Easton Ellis. Yeah, that kid that's like, I am Holden Caulfield now. Uh Also, though, what was going on in the writer room this, the back half of this season where, like, the last episode was all about Great Gatsby. This is yeah. all about Animal Farm. Somebody was in book club. They Somebody were going was. down an 11th graders reading list. Yeah, maybe one of their kids was like, in school. In like AP yeah. Back at the ZBZ house, Casey is, I mean, I use the word throwing the diamond ceremony, but I think just conducting the <laughs> diamond ceremony, which um, is just another very cultish scene, which is, again, eerily similar to mm-hmm. what our ceremonies used to look like. Like, we used to, they used to put us in sheets. <gasps> oh, I don't sheets? remember that. In initiation? You don't Unpack remember that. the sheets with the, with the rope belt? <laughs> sheets? Okay, I do remember the rope belt. Because, only remember the sheets because I ate an entire bag of barbecue chips. <laughs> and a sheet we were, and a white sheet. We were stuck in that room for so long. When we were at barbecue chips. And they made us go to the USC's campus. Oh, for one year, yeah, because there wasn't a room available on campus. And I remember... It was I, really hot, I and they shoved a, this in, like, a little closet. I spilled a bunch of Panera mac and cheese on myself on the way over, so <laughs> I was actually thankful to have the sheet. <laughs> As protection. Yeah. <laughs> but the all-black, like, this, and the candles, this was very familiar. Very eerily familiar. Franny is reaffirming her pledge to ZBZ to each individual sister who is then confirming that they will accept her back into the house. And it's Casey's turn and it's a real Alexander Hamilton moment. Mm-hmm. It's up to her. We're, we don't know we don't know what she's gonna do. And she ends up, after a very long pause, accepting Franny back into ZBZ. So we we wonder what happened in that Bible, you know? Mm-hmm. Something happened. Something, Something happened. came to life. In the Omega Chi house, Evan wakes up to a cow licking his chest <laughs> and barnyard animals just scattered throughout the house. It, this is a, certainly an animal rights violation. And I'm oh, disappointed certainly. in the KTs for for doing this, though I'm not surprised. I feel like PETA would never let this happen. Yeah, PETA would never. PETA. <laughs> call PETA. Um, what would happen if you just called PETA up? <laughs> what would happen? We just called Pita, him up. Pita Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Josh Hutcherson, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the pod. I wonder if any of the cast, I'm sure there was at least one cast member from Greek who auditioned for the Hunger Games. Absolutely. I Beaver. Spencer as um, oh, yeah. Katniss. Oh my god. Okay, remake. Remake. <laughs> <laughs> but Josh Hutcherson still as Pita. But Josh Hutcherson still as Pita as... 
<laughs> the animal rights activist. Yes. <laughs> so Rusty and the KTs are on the Omega Kai lawn looking at the house seeming very satisfied. And Evan freaks at Cappy. Mm-hmm. And Cappy says, if you take us down, you're coming with us. Mm-hmm. So that's the option. Or we'll both agree to cool things off for the time being. And so that's the route that they take. It's a period of rest for it's the a war. draw. It's mm-hmm. a draw. Um, you see all of these, like, animal, uh, what are they called? Animal services or animal, um, you know, the people that pick, like, stray dogs. Like ASPCA. Yeah, going into the house with, like, cages. The cow pound. <laughs> I know, that's so sad. There's poor animals. It's yeah. also weirdly, like, when Evan wakes up, it's, like, weirdly sexual. Like, I know. He's, like, stop. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, making out with a cow. I would wig. That would really... That would, like, throw me off, like, I like the chickens on the banister. <laughs> chickens on the banister is a good band name. It's a great band name. Maybe an episode title. Yeah. <laughs> that or what would happen if you just called me up. <laughs> so now Casey is, wel- is, like, the welcoming committee for Franny, um, who's come walking back to the house. She's very friendly. But then... Casey tells Franny um, that she's putting her on probation due to the role in the ZBZ handbook, and that means that she can't live in the house. And she can come off probation when she's proven herself, or after three months, according to the rules, as Franny reminds her, because Franny also knows this Bible inside and out. These girls are committed to ZBZ culture. So that was the catch. She didn't, doesn't have to have her back in the house. She's back in the sorority, and that is what Lizzie was trying to convince Casey to find within the mystical bounds of the Bible. Um, Rusty and Cappy are enjoying their peace. Then Calvin walks by and is very cold to Rusty. And Cappy tells Rusty that Evan and him were roommates, as he knows that there were many factors that led to their friend breakup. Because Rusty is like, have you ever had a friend, friendship that lasted outside of KT? Yeah, because Cappy's witnessing this, like, Mm -hmm. standoff. So he kind of leaves us hanging there. Well, Cappy says to Rusty that him and Calvin's friendship is really going to depend on how much he's, like, willing to put into it. Yeah. Or if he's just going to let it peter out. Yeah. Peter. Peter out. (laughs) Now Lizzie's moving out and Casey returns the book and thanks her for helping her realize that she can use the rules to work in her favor and not against them. A real Lizzie lesson. Lizzie was just like a little spirit guide for Casey this mm-hmm. whole time. And I'm going to miss her. I'm sad to see her go and her so Mary Poppins energy. It's kind of, you know, an end of an era. Yeah, I know. They're all they're all so happy she's leaving, but I'm sad. I know, and they're all they're standing on the lawn with their razorback tunics with the bra strap showing, <laughs> and it's it's bittersweet because they've grown as a chapter, but now our girl's gone, mm-hmm. off to help the next chapter. That's when she takes her umbrella out like Mary Poppins. She says she's going to another chapter that had some severe hazing, and I think Casey's gonna miss her. Like Casey, I think so like too. Ashley is so excited. She runs back to the other girls, and they're all like jumping up and down but Casey's looking wistfully 
Because Lizzie had her best interest in mind. It and was I, tough love. Right. And I think she finally realizes that, like, at the end, like, Lizzie really was trying to help them. And honestly, she, we see in the next episode, like, she did. Like, there were things that ZBZ needed to kind of get their head on straight mm-hmm. as a group. Totally. Lizzie reminds me a lot of, so in second grade, we read this book called Miss Piggle Wiggle. <gasps> did you ever read them? Yes. And it's kind of like Mary Poppins. It's like ah. someone who travels around. And I guess there was also a TV show, but... Lizzie is very Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. I love that. Winners um, and losers? Winners. Lizzie. I love Lizzie, and I can't believe that she got hate mail for playing Lizzie. Oh my god, I, I know. know. That was terrible. But, but she, she liked that she had that effect, she told us. I know. I think yeah. that Lizzie, at the end, came out on top. Like, you really see that she wanted the chapter to thrive. My winner is Casey. Mm. I think she used the rules to her advantage. She didn't hurt anybody in the process, Mm -hmm. which is rare for these ladies. She also swallowed her pride. She swallowed her pride. Yeah, good showing for Casey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think my winner is Franny, actually. Oh. I I was impressed. I don't know what what she's up to. It feels like she's up to something, but whatever she's up to, she's fully committed to it. And she's, like, not wavering at all, which is terrifying, but interesting. Mm-hmm. Franny would have made a good, like, World War II spy. Yeah, because you really don't know with her. You're like, is yeah. this an act? Is this real? But regardless, it's, like, it feels so genuine. Mm-hmm. Losers? It's cliche. I gotta go with Rusty. Thomas, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I think my loser is probably Kathy. Like, mm-hmm. I just think he really um, fed into, like, the whole war thing and, like, was not prepared for battle. And, like, it really, like, sacrificed his brothers and just continued to, like, be on this, um, you know... Crusade. Crusade against the Omega Kai's for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to say my loser is Calvin and Kathy. Or Calvin and Rusty. Like, I feel like they're both being kind of immature. They are, which it's always so sad to see Calvin be immature because I think he's one of the most mature characters. I know, but he has a petty side. He does. He does. He definitely holds a grudge. Yeah. He, yeah, he can, he can hold a grudge for sure. He holds the grudge. (laughs) It was a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a really good episode. Lots happened. So Mm -hmm. many really well choreographed battle scenes. Love that. Like, must have been a difficult episode to direct and, like, mm-hmm. film because, like, the animal sequences. Oh, uh, I'm sure they had to have, like, an animal wrangler on set and stuff. Yeah. And, like, there was definitely choreography in that um, battle sequence because the battle sequence was long. Yeah. It was, like, a full, it was like, long. three or four minutes of just, like, dark, like, you know, fighting. All, All right. right. Well... Thanks, thanks for, for tuning in, us. and on thanks this. for joining yes. us on, on this fond romp down memory lane. That sounded really good. Slay. <laughs> We're in person. Yeah. Oh, that's that's why it's Great so much better. Synergy. Rate, review, and subscribe, please. Yeah. If you guys have any fun college or Greek life-related stories, please write them into abcsofgreek at gmail.com. We'd love to read a few on the pod sometime, so please. Share those with us. Totally. If you just want to email us and talk to us, you can also do that. Yeah. You can find us on Slack. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Bye. Bye. Bye.